So, what are, any questions tonight? Um, I've heard, I, I was talking with one devotee about um, something that you were talking about in one of your classes, and a person was, the devotee was having um, trouble understanding it, and they said... Doesn't you know, surprise me. Yeah. Um, and they said, I'm, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't understand that. I'm just really trying to focus on, you know, my sadhana and just... My chanting right now, and so I was kind of like, you know, I mean, I, I look up to this devotee, and I was like, that's a good point, <laughs> you know, and um, you know, it's kind of like a, a way for, I guess, kind of like a way of teaching me, like maybe I, you shouldn't be thinking so high. But then I'm also wondering um, about thinking about these higher things and learning about them. I know that Simbanigyan is essential for Nishtha, so could you talk about? Um, I guess that correlation and knowing your place too. Well, I think that it should be that anyone who listens to me would be clear, I would think, um, on the fact that um, we emphasize the importance of sadhana and practice. So it's not a case in where in you're learning something and your learning about that is detracting from your sadhana, as was implied, apparently, by the response. But rather, you're learning about it in such a way that it fuels your practice. Hmm? And um, that's a big difference. So... um, it's uh, as much as we can uh, uh, understand the theoretical argument, uh, siddhanta position on the different tattvas, guru tattva, rasa tattva, gore tattva, vaishnav tattva, um, bhakti tattva, hmm? jiva tattva, and so forth. Notice the word tattva in all of this. The point here is that tattva means siddhanta, means philosophy. What is the philosophy about rasa? Hmm? For example, which is the high ideal. What is the philosophy? What's the theoretical philosophy about it and how it, how it works and so on and so forth, which is our goal to attain bhakti rasa, right? Hmm? So, um, acquaintance with that should, proper acquaintance with that should help your practice, should help you conceptualize and, um, and, 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 uh, and, uh, and focus your practice. Um, um, rather than a vague idea of the ideal and the goal, and, and then someone asks you, what are you doing this for? And you have, well, because... Because it's yuga dharma, you know. Well, what, what's that mean? And, and then you're, you're, you don't know the answers and so forth. And, and you say, I don't know. I just do it. Hmm? Um, I don't know. I just do it. It's not as good as I know theoretically. And 
as a result of knowing theoretically, I know I'm not, I have just quite a distance to go. There's quite a distance between myself and my, where I'm at now and some of these ide- ideas. Hmm? Um, and that's helped me to practice. I've given an example before. If you go into the mall and you want to go to room you know, 108, there's a map, and the map says, you know, the room is way up over here. And then it says also, and you are here. And so we emphasize both things. Hmm? Where you want to go, and why, and what's the nature of that place, so that, you know, for example, you're not going to fall from there. Hmm? It's eternal, and it's, therefore it's worth pursuing, more than more so than anything else that's not eternal, by contrast, hmm? temporary. So it's important, you know, this kind of points that, that you know, that will help to fuel your practice. If you think about it, because if you start thinking about it, I'm going to a place I might fall down from that's not permanent like the other, like Brahma's planet or uh, Indra's planet or so what you think, what am I going to do that for? Why put this effort in for that? Hmm. Right? I could just try to be a pious person, go to Brahma Loka or Indra Loka, spend a zillion years there, come back down. So Bhagavad is different. So we make the points. Hmm? Um, to make a point as to what, for example, in my terminology, are the windows of opportunity that the Sampradaya affords us. Hmm? It's very useful, because we have seen persons who don't know about that and just want to practice, but if you poke them, they have said things like, yeah, Jaya Nishringadeva, I'm I'm a devotee of Nishringadeva, and they don't understand that that you know, that means love and awe and reverence, and it's of the nature of of Vaikuntha and Vaidhi Bhakti, not what the, the the flow of our sampradaya is. So it's important um, to go over all the tattvas. And as I say, tattva is a big word. It means siddhanta. It means philosophy. It no, means to know the philosophical theory about it, to experience it, to taste it, to be. Um, uh, relishing it and so forth. That's another thing. We're not telling people you. This the goal of the sampradaya is to be a gopi, and expecting that they're going to run out and dress up like a gopi tomorrow, and think I'm a gopi, because we explain it, you know, uh, properly. But without such explanation, what's the guru supposed to explain? Hmm? That's what the guru is supposed to teach us. So it's important to know the, the theory. And, and gradually, as we understand it better, we're just that much better situated in our uh, to, to practice. So the more samanda gyan we have, the more the the action that that foster, that conceptual orientation fosters, which is bhakti, will be um, at hand and natural. And difficult for you to just to, 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 to stray from, because it kind of corners you in so many ways. So it's important um, to understand the the theory, and sometimes that will cause us to uh, segue into uh, topics, for example, of of rasa tattva, of of the fact that. Oh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita is asked by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what is the uh, sadhana and what is the sadhya? 
what's the practice, the best practice, and what's the, the goal that will be attained by it. And he asks the question, Ramananda gives the answer. Hmm. So we don't skip over that. There may be a place where where someone may, may not comment on that for some time, understanding the adhikar, the eligibility of the students, and so forth. But at some 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 point, that's going to come out and be explained, and for the benefit of the of the sishas of the disciples. So, um, yeah, and it may be such. There may be situations where persons talk about higher ideals. Let's say they get together and they only read uh, the um, uh, you know Krishna Lilamrita together and take notes and and so forth. And there's no no philosophy, and they need philosophy and tattva and so forth at that stage. And that may not be um, most uh, most helpful for them, and they may lose sight of you know. Where they're where they are in terms of where they're going, that can happen. But it's not happening to you. As a result of hearing from me, you're not losing impetus to practice. You're gaining impetus to practice. And if you happen to learn something from me that somebody else whom you respect has not learned, then uh, you know that's your good fortune. That's your good fortune. And then how to deal with that situation in response. I don't know the particulars, but let's hear what is the particular, what was the, what was the topic? Um, it was about the bob of Gadadhar. We were talking about Gadadhar being like an empty bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's, um, that's very useful to understand Gadadhar Pandit, the Radha of Gorlila, in terms of his, uh, completely emptying himself out, so to speak, so that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could experience what he came to experience. It's it's a very compelling example of kind of dedication. And the way he's described, for example, in the last chapter of my book, you're, you're like, you're just thinking, well, it's the great sacrificer, Right? Um, Radharani embodies really sacrifice. She is the swaha of the Gopal Mantra. Hmm. Um, Krishna is, you know, like the enjoyer and easily misunderstood, but it's difficult to misunderstand Radharani. She's the dedicating moiti, in the words of Bhaktisiddhanta, the dedicating half of the absolute whole, hmm. fully sacrificing the way in which when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu steps into the bhav of Radha at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, which occurs in the last verse of Shikshastakam, the way in which Radharani is speaking through the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very much with an emphasis on the fact that her bhava, her Radha bhava, is a serving disposition. Hmm? calling our attention to the ground, if you will, on which these bhavas arise out of the serving ego as opposed to the enjoying ego. So it's, it's, it's very, um, while we talk about it, what's, how is it, you're getting some, some understanding of that, but how it's translating out to you as a sadhaka is, oh, I should be sacrificer. 
if I should be sur- surrendered, sacrifice and giving and, and so forth. These are all good things. It's not about, I want to enjoy with the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like Gadadhar was and we're going to be, you know, something like, Gadadhar was, you know, was a fast friend of Mahaprabhu but servant and teaching Bhagavatam and, and selfless and, and so on as, as we described him. So, Puja Pachitamars used the term empty bag in one of his descriptions. So it means like with a shell of himself having given his bhava, but it doesn't make him a zero, an empty. Someone said, sounds like my bhava, you know. No. He's saying he's a sacrificing entity. Puja Pachitamars used to like to use the term negative, that you know we draw the absolute positive, the supreme positive, the purusha, the pusher, the sustainer, the maintainer, by a, a negative attitude. That negative attitude is positive, in other words, by, by going backwards, by, by being a servant, and not by being a pusher, not by pushing back. Like I've given an example, if you have a magnetic flake and a big magnet at some distance from one another, if the magnetic flake is negatively charged, hmm, then it will be drawn to the big magnet that is that is positively charged. Hmm? I guess they're both, but anyway. <laughs> but but it's just an example. But but if the char- if it's if it's positive, then it'll be repelled, right? Two positives. But the more stronger positive will repel. So you know we're we're Purusha of a, a real small type. Hmm? So small that sometimes we're called prakriti. Okay, para prakriti, hmm. but it means we're shakti, hmm. um, and Krishna is is, is 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 the purusha in in all respects. So, so that by a negative disposition, we'll draw the attention of of Krishna, which means self sacrificing and opening oneself up to be instrument or something like that in, in, in service. And so we see Gadadhar in that way. We see Radha at the bottom, if you will, in, very much in the verse that Mahabhava recited that represented him entering into that bhava and being successful in his lila. Again, the serving attitude is, is underscored there. So there's there's appropriate ways to talk about these things that can really fuel your your um, your practice. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sridharmarsh was said he was a little more attracted to Ram and Krishna in his youth because Ram was noble and Krishna was kind of like questionable character in some ways. Yeah, he's our God, but I mean, he's a little easy enjoyer. And but then uh, when he came to understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Was Krishna, but in the mood of Radha, he's the sacrificer, right? Mm-hmm. Then he was very much drawn to that, to the Radharani side, if you will, of sacrificing Bhakti, Devi, and so forth. So it's very useful to hear these things. Um, someone may say, I don't know anything about the Bhav of, of Gadadhar. Well, you know, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Dvaita Gadada Sri Vasudegova Bhakti Bhakti Sri said, here, here's a book about it. Mm-hmm. It's called the Panchatattva. And uh, they're not just 
names in a book or that that you say over and over again for 40 years and you don't know what what they're about hmm? so it's, it's it's useful to find out what they're about how could it not be hmm? and to say you know I don't know anything about that I just know I need to practice that's what we're talking about practicing we, we know that too we know one needs that too and what is relevant to our practice is very much knowledge about bhakti, how it works, and the different tattvas and so forth. I mean, just common sense that knowledge about what you're doing helps you to do it better. And that's why we have so many classes, discussions, so many books, and ongoing discourse and commentary. It's required, it's required. That's, we, we're, in, we're in a tradition like that of 500 years of commentary. Vishwanath didn't stop doing a commentary because Sanatana Goswami had done one. Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur. Hmm? My Guru Maharaj didn't stop giving a commentary because Bhakti Vinod had given one and Bhakti Siddhanta on Chaitanya Charitamrita. Well, he drew heavily from it. He had his own, his own commentary. He has his own commentary on the Bhagavatam. And so forth. So, this is a long tradition of this. This is what we're part of. And it's so, if we're to be part of that, then it should be going on in an ongoing way. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you also take, for example, Prabhupada preached in a certain way in a certain time. The time was, you know, 1965 to 1977, 12 years. And a good portion of that in America, and a portion of that traveling around the world. So in 12 years, going around the world, you could only spend so much time in every place. He had lots of disciples that joined, some of whom we never met him even, you know, personally. Um, was how broad his campaign was. And in the midst of that, he was writing his commentaries and so forth. And all of this was directed, um, for the most part, even in India, um, if you see the people Prabhupada kind of hung out with him in Bombay and morning walks and so forth. Uh, well, they knew a little more, they knew a little Gita and so forth. They didn't understand Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And the people in the Western world didn't know anything about Vedanta, for the most part. Um, uh, many of them knew nothing about Hinduism, really. Was a, they're just they're beginning. Would speak of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and so forth. So obviously he's going to speak to them on a certain level. Um, now you can say, well, you didn't know anything about it either, right? Why should I speak to you on another level about it? Well, the reason is because it's not 1965 or 1977, and it's now 19. What is it? 2016. <laughs> so that's what? How many years after that? 77 is that? 77. Hmm? How many? 39 years? 39 years. And and what's happened in 39 years? Well, materially speaking, lots of things have happened in 39 years. I mean, there's an internet. That's one that people can't live without, cell phones. People can't live without them. There's plenty of time when people live fine without them. Hmm? I mean, say that that science, with the help of te- in the hands of technology, has done a lot of things, and the world's going even a lot faster. There's a lot more information around and available. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I grew up, I was born before TVs were existed, televisions. And they were like some radios and stuff, right? So, <laughs> you know, uh, information is a lot more at hand now. And, materially speaking aside, information and insight about Gaudiya Vaishnavism is out and about, and quite a bit more so than when I joined Prabhupada. Hmm? There was none except what was coming from Prabhupada. That's all. Hmm? Since his departure, then um, largely because a number of his disciples had considerable difficulty filling his shoes in terms of serving in the capacity of of gurus and successors. Hmm? Krishna, you know, wait for them. So, I mean, so he sent other people to help. Hmm? And one of them, at least, probably opened the door to, obviously, Pujapatrita Marsh, who said you could go to for for philosophy after my departure, so forth. So he came on the scene. He's talking about it now. He's going to talk about it a little differently for a couple of reasons. One, because his whole orientation to it is coming from a background of being born in the Dham, in a Brahmin family, having been initiated by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur before Prabhupada was, having taken sannyas from Saraswati Thakur, being a leading preacher in, in the monastery while Prabhupada was a householder, um, who lived together with Prabhupada in his house after the disappearance of Bhakti Siddhanta, where they wrote their Gita commentaries together, and who watched uh, the campaign of Prabhupada and helped it to some extent as well, helped Prabhupada get land in Mayapur and, and so forth, and hosted Prabhupada when he came back from America first time at, at his ashram and so forth, and watched it with, with great delight to see it all happening. And then, to his surprise, was met by a whole group of Prabhupada's disciples on his veranda. We were sitting peacefully to learn that Prabhupada had disappeared from the world and that he had said, for philosophy, we could come and hear from you. And so, okay. He thought, okay, here they are. Now they've been involved in this for 10, 12 years, whatever it is. And, um, and so they, they asked questions. And from the questions, he could understand something. And he thought, huh. They've understood like this to this extent, and so as an uncle, so to speak, he he started uh, sharing his perspective with older disciples of Prabhupada who were thought to be persons who would succeed him, and thinking that they needed some nourishment and understanding, development of ideas, concepts, and so forth, in order to fulfill those shoes, which they did need, obviously. Unfortunately, they weren't able to take advantage of Sridhar Maharaj, and they and they criticized him and against him, and that didn't didn't help the situation. Hmm? So, some of us, however, well, we saw the situation, so we, we went to Sridhar Maharaj for the knowledge. When the leaders didn't, we said, "Well, we'll follow Sridhar Maharaj, and he'll be our leader then," <laughs> because the Prophet opened the door to him, and, and as I say, and then they're not leading us in a way that we're feeling nourished. So we went. And so we were nourished. And so then we started to share that nourishment. Hmm? And and we met other people also. These are the godbrothers of Prabhupada, like Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj, who would come annually to Sridhar Maharaj's moth 
on the day of his Vyasa Puja and, and glorify Sridhar Marsh, mm-hmm. whom he considered his Sikh Guru. And we would hear from him. And after Sridhar Marsh's disappearance, met him also in, 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 in Mathura, where he was coming for Kartik, and helped his mission to become um, as widespread as it, as it did. His disciple named Ramdas, who I brought to Puri Maharaj, who needed initiation. He was initiated by an Iskand guru who had fallen away. He said, come with me, I'll take you to meet somebody. And then he wanted to be initiated. When he wanted to be initiated, I went with him. And Puri Goswami Maharaj asked me that, um, I said, give him Harinam and Diksha. He said, Diksha also? I said, yes, Diksha also. So he did. Ramdas published the books of Puri Maharaj, took old articles, got them translated, brought out literature. He funded um, the purchasing of several uh, properties in, in Jagannath Puri, in Vrindavan, or helped in Vrindavan, and other places, and became a good disciple in that respect of the Mod Puri Goswami Maharaj. So, I mean, we had his association too. And treat our marshes, and we were—they were treating us like we were sannyas, like I was just—I was being treated like I was a sannyasi, and and I knew something, and still had more more to learn, hmm? and so they were teaching on a different level, not something different than Prabhupada did, but different circumstances going to cause a teacher to speak about it in, relative to the circumstances. Um, at some point. But about ten or so years after that, after I had gone to Shudamar, some of the disciples of Prabhupada and Iskon had departed from the mission, feeling lack of nourishment uh, in their own estimation, and they took the guidance of uh, Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj, who's like a like a like a spiritual cousin of someone like myself, senior and older, but disciple of of one of Prabhupada's godbrothers. And so he shared with them much of his insights about Gaudi by fine-tuned their their understanding of things that are in Prabhupada's books that they weren't able to draw out, mm-hmm. basic concepts and so forth, and, and explain them to them in ways that, that just they're reading the books, you know, they weren't, weren't able to, to get that. So, so the necessity for such nourishment from the sadhu along with the books is uh, obvious. It's, it's my experience and what's Prabhupada, what Prabhupada taught. So, you know, then you have further, um, unfortunately, um, uh, well, ongoing kind of spiritual leadership problems in the formal movement of Prabhupada that was all over the world. And, and then, so then they, then they start going, you know, the, the people get fed up with, um, with the group having had two or three gurus in it. <laughs> and so they go elsewhere, and some have gone to other lineages in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And so then they're, getting, they're being taught in those lineages, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, in a particular way, different acharyas are going to emphasize different ways. And there may be some different interpretations, too, of, of how to proceed with regard to certain issues and so forth. That are relative to those lineages, and you know, okay, we judge it by the results, whatever. Hmm? But point is, overall, that and then they, and they publish their books, and so there's there's just like there's not just Prabhupada's books 
go to Vrindavan, you go to Ras Bihari Lal, smart businessman, who used to sell, you know, cooking utensils, you know, and, and, and this kind of thing. And uh, he saw these Western people, they like, you know, like the devotional stuff, so he started getting incense in his place, and then he, then he thought they liked books, so then he, then he started carrying books, then he started printing books, and, and so forth. So he's got a whole shop, wall-to-wall books, and it's a place where all these devotees international, many of them go internationally and get books from this Baba, that Baba, this Swami, that Swami, this Prabhu, that Das or Dasi. And um, it's all of them out there, right? All talking about Krishna consciousness, as, as it should be, in one sense. Um, there's, there's, there's much to talk about, much to write about, and much to be interested about. And so... It's a whole different world. Hmm. And so just to say, well, you know, I learned like this at this time, and this time applies to this time, that doesn't make sense. Hmm. And so... I don't understand. To say, well, for example, that, oh, you know, you, you, so somebody taught you that Gadadhar Pandit had a bhava. I didn't even know he had a bhava, whatever. And it's not my... I don't know anything about that. I know that I just need to do sadhana. And the implication being, you're getting ahead of yourself, girl. You know, what do you know? I've been doing this for years. I don't know anything about that. All I know is I need to read Prophet's books and, and practice my sadhana. That's all. Um, well, the fact of the matter is that after 40 years, somebody should know more than that. that that's a problem. I mean, I don't know exactly what the person said, but I'm just extrapolating that's a problem, really. We may respect the person, and in some ways they're dedicated and so forth, but, but that's a problem. And that if, and that if one does not avail themselves to the ongoing current of knowledge and insight that's available and so forth, they just don't take advantage of what's coming from Krishna to help them in their, in, in their practice. And um, you know, and maybe in in the name of that and fidelity and being you know true to where I'm at, which is nowhere or something like that, they unfortunately may end up also offending other devotees who are speaking on another level and teaching on another uh, level, um, or or I should say, teaching about things that they they should know about, and that are there in Prabhupada's books. The Bhava of Gadadhar is in Prabhupada's books. Hmm? It's in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. That's one of his, his, you know, his books, his commentary on it. It's, you know, so you read the book and you read the commentary, it's there. So it's like, you know, you've been 40 years and you, apparently you're not reading the books that, you know, you kind of imply... You just want to keep it simple and stay with those, but they're not simple. Chaitanya Charitamrita is not a simple book. And Prabhupada expected his disciples to sit down in his own words, like scientists, and analyze them from so many different angles and so forth. That's what he he suggested we do. That's what I do and did when I was young. We would sit and we would read, and we would and we would read Bhagavad Gita. And then if the purport 
cited a verse in the Bhagavatam, we go there. If it cited a verse in the Chaitanya Charitam, we go there and follow it out until we have at least reached the end of the thread and then come back and read the next verse of the Bhagavad Gita. We would go through it like this. And then we would read the Nectar Devotion. We do the same thing. We do, you know, and um, relative to what books were available at the time. Now there's more books available, so you can do that that much more. Hmm. Um, and, you know, and when I'm not recommending that people just go read books. That's not a bad idea, but but they also could would, would be very much benefited by, by guidance that they might then bring up things that they read in books and see how well they're understood or doubts that they, that, that they may have because they heard us over here differently from over here. They ran into a contradiction or I thought it was like this. And, and so then you have someone that you can, you can ask the questions of that this is what we want at all times in our life until we're just, you know, chanting. Hmm? Hmm? And uh, especially if we're not, you know, teaching. You can sit and just look at one picture all day long. Hmm. It's possible. A chant. Hmm. I ran into a picture like that today. <laughs> anyway, so. Does <laughs> that help? Yeah. I what yeah, yeah, what picture is it? <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. So I'll show you sometime. Yeah, and I thought, how blessed I am that I could just sit and look at this forever. That's a real blessing, I think, that. With real longing. So, that's how you're being taught to answer those kind of questions. You know, Now, whether you can relate that to somebody, respectfully or not, that depends on your relationship. But, you know, there are people that we respect in so many ways, and still we may see, hmm, there's some ways in which they could improve, their lives could be improved. I mean, it, it, it's pretty, 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 pretty sure thing that, um, let's say, most of the disciples of Prabhupada who are not, let's put it like this, who are not sannyasis and, in, and engaged in preaching around the world constantly and according to the sannyas, dharma, and so forth, that most of them could really benefit from hearing from, from me, who does those things. It's not to say anything great about me, there may be other people like that, but it's basically what Prabhupada taught. Hmm? That's probably what taught me when he gave me sannyas, now you teach the others. Hmm? That's what you're supposed to do. So, would speak of you... I mean, what to speak of them, you, but they, 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 most, the point is, householders, for example, just to put it another way, householders, typically, hmm, their lives will be spiritually enhanced by hearing from tyagis, from renunciates who know that, who are preoccupied with teaching. They're the teachers. It's ongoing. It's part of the whole culture. Hmm? The whole culture. And, you know, if the sannyasis aren't coming to your door or the renunciates, then, you know, you should go to their door, track them down, find them, something like that. At least you should have a flag out, you know. Come here, invite, you're invited, you know. It's on the Internet, you can put out, an, you know, an ongoing invitation. Any sannyasis want to come to my house, you know, and teach and share the knowledge, I'm open, I need it. That should be the spirit. 
Hmm? That's what Prabhupada taught. That was, was what was going on when Prabhupada was here. Hmm? Sannyasis were teaching. Some householders can teach too, and they can be advanced devotees. But I mean, more typically, that's kind of the classical situation because householders, they have their other duties and responsibilities and so forth. And so those that doesn't make them bad. That just means that, that the time that they don't have to do that because they have other obligations is made up for by hearing from those who do that. Hmm? So you may not be a sannyasi, but you have a sannyasi in your life, so no problem. Hmm? And you don't have to take the trouble to be a sannyasi, which is a, which is a big trouble. You know, so... Thank a guy for doing, you know, for taking the trouble, yeah, and saving us from the trouble, and then and we can just you know learn here in an easy way and progress and do the other things that that you know people are have a leaning for, you know, to have families and so forth. No harm if this is there. Hmm? You don't have to take sannyas if you have a sannyasi in your life. <laughs> Simple, <laughs> problem solved. Hmm? Right? Hmm. So, yeah, they would be... Uh, so you can say, well, you know, I think that my Gurmarsh can explain it very well. You might want to come. He, you know, he's in North Carolina now. Why don't you come and meet him? See him? Did you know him? I know him. Yeah. <laughs> I knew him when he was naked as a child. I always think of him as such. That's a Bengali logic. You know, you know. I I knew you when you were a child when you were naked. So, so, so what am I going to learn from you? Something like that. They have a just a, a saying. I knew him when he joined. Well, guess what? You know, that's that's not all he did was join. You know, it, and I'm not saying trying to you know say I'm great, but I mean it's that's my role. I have that role. That's my service. Let me do my service. That's all I ask. Hmm? If you don't let me do my service and speak, then I'm not going to go to your house, that's for sure. Hmm? Just to get a meal. <laughs> no, I'm not for that. Hmm? I'm not going to be told what to say and what not to say. Say the truth. and I do it thoughtfully according to time and circumstance. I know, how to, you know where I am, what to say and what not. But, you know, <laughs> that's art. But uh, but that that's we need this. We need this kind of. This is, this is a natural situation. To the extent that it's not like that, householders. I mean, they may be okay. They may have seen many sannyasis misrepresent and so forth. But that's not an excuse for that we're not. In, not growing and taking advantage of that system. Therefore, if they're not happening in your group, then you go to another group. That's what's. That's that's real simple. Hmm. I told the devotee, well, "Look, there's 25 guys meeting in that room, and uh, yeah, um, 25 guys meeting there under the under the under the modes of nature, and there's one person." Sitting over there is not in the modes of nature. Can you do the math? I'm going there. Okay, I've heard from the gunas, and I'm and I'm not impressed. You know, that was the governing group at the time of the 
And he couldn't, he, he didn't disagree with me. They were all under the influence of the modes of nature. So, well, you know, do the math. It's real simple. That's the teaching. Hmm? Not, not I, I stay in a group because it's a group. Hmm? I'm not saying, and, and, and also, you know, it shouldn't be mutually exclusive that leaving the group because the way it is, it's not giving you a chance to speak or, 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 or nourishing you that leaving it is is not serving it. It may be serving it. Leaving it doesn't mean you're not serving it. You may be setting an example. And then, and Prabhupada, he invited you to merge into the mission. So, if you guys want to kick him out, for example, that's your doing. But I'm not going to be part of that. So, um, I want to have a little character, a little courage you know, to go where there's Krishna consciousness. You know, if Krishna says, come over here, and you go all the way over there, if, if you're, you know, here, and Daoji Kapal says, come to Madhavan. Huh? Okay. You go all the way to Madhavan. He says, he says, um, go to Adari. I'm there as Gornatai. Go there. And you say, you know, you told me to come all the way over here. Now you want me to go. You don't, you just go. You don't say, wait a minute. You can't tell me to go there. You told me. So wherever he is, that's where you go. Right? Wherever the sound, wherever the, it's not like, wow, that was a really great class, but it wasn't supposed to be. Because I learned the, that this guy was in a, over here and he was not in our group and therefore he shouldn't be able to inspire me. In fact, it should be just the opposite. I went out of a courtesy, but actually I was inspired. But that was a great class, Marsh, but... Uh, how am I, what am I supposed to do with that? Um, really, that but is all like, what it really means is, but I was taught this wasn't supposed to happen. How can that be? Well, maybe you were taught wrong. <laughs> but you know, How did you get involved in this in the first place? When you met Prabhupada, did you say, wait a minute, he's not a Catholic? Hmm? Right? Sounds good, but... Hmm? I'm Jewish. Yeah. Sounds good, but you know, I'm a Catholic. Why now all of a sudden that becomes, you know, why you you used your you, you used your reason? Your reason was drawn upon also when you joined your heart, but your reason you were asked to understand arguments, philosophy. Then you, you needed we needed the the the. the, the the teacher needed to satisfy your intellect to some extent, right? So now we just throw it out? Hmm? Is there not any, no ongoing necessity for that? Hmm? To examine your, your your beliefs and so forth, and the implications of them. And, hmm? that That's part of bhakti. It's not like bhakti is without any introspection. Oh, yeah. You know, I met this guy, I gave a class, I said, yeah. You know, in our group, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of bhaktis, um, and uh, she says they're, they're, they're mostly all girls, ladies, and they, and they just love the guru. Hmm? Uh, and he said, but in your talk, for a bhakti, you sure have a lot of janana. 
I said, it's jnana. Hmm? And bhakti is not just some sentimental you know, following without any knowledge, without any introspection and so forth. Hmm? What is the verse from Bhagavatam? It's making the point. Bhakti is not just some sentiment without philosophy. And for philosophy, you have to have a brain. You have to use your intelligence. It does tax your intelligence. For good reason. That will help you. Hmm? So, to, so to understand, if you if you now come up, you know, let's say you're reading, you come up with something that seems contradiction, you ask property, because blah, 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 he answers the question for you. Okay? Now he's gone, you come up with a contradiction, you just go, oh, okay. I guess it's inconceivable. Why the change of policy? Why are you no longer allowed to use your your intellect and try to sort it out? Hmm? That's the spiritual use of the intellect. People say, oh, it's just an intellectual. He's just an intellectual. That's all. Well, no, somebody's using, she's using her intelligence for Krishna. Krishna says in the Gita, those who study this conversation, they worship me with their intellect. Hmm. Hmm. It's not that he or she is just some intellectual. It's, it's you're not willing to use your intelligence, even intelligence, to Krishna. What does he want? Dumb people? Hmm? And don't give me the gyan shunya bhakti, you know, because gopis they seem to have no knowledge. But again, when they come to this world, they seem to have a lot of knowledge, don't they? Hmm? Goswami seem to know quite a bit. Hmm? So, yeah, use your intelligence. Be thoughtful. Prabhupada wanted thoughtfully, what are they, independently minded, thoughtful disciples. Otherwise, people just call you brainwashed. And they have good reason. <laughs> if you have unexamined beliefs, you can't explain them again. And you just hide your head in the sand when there's a contradiction that appears, and instead of sorting it out, and if you can't, on your own, seeking guidance. And and so forth. It's important. Right? Yeah. So, what's the time? 7.57. Anything else? Okay. All right. Sri Sri Varada Madhava Ki Jai Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Bhakti Lakshakshira Deva Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai Bhakti Siddhanta Swasti Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai Sri Bhaktivedanta Parivara Ki Jai Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanam Ki Jai